Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. In the last broadcast, we are talking about the restoration of humanity back to the mortality which God gave to Adam that Adam lost. And Christ has brought us the, the, the redemption right now and is redeeming us from sin, from sicknesses and from death. In first second Timothy chapter 1 verse 10, the Bible says Christ has abolished death. He has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. That was where we stopped in the last broadcast. I'm going to continue that discussion talking about restoration of mankind which Christ has brought. Everything was prophesied through the, through the mouth of the prophets of Old Testament that God is going to do this redemption for mankind and that is his plan from the beginning. That's why the Bible said the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. This has been completed in the mind of God from the foundation of the world. He actually prophesied it in the book of Genesis chapter 3 after Adam fell. He promised the seed of the woman will come to bruise the head of the serpent. And you see that in Genesis chapter 3. That was the promise of a prophesying of the Messiah will come that will save mankind from that dilemma. And, uh, and that was why Christ came. That was what the Bible meant when he said this that the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. Now, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, God speaking against the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou hast caused above all cattle and above every beast of the field, upon the, thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now you can we can analyze that further, but I'm not going to go into that message. This is a different message about why the Lord said the seed of the woman and didn't say the seed of Adam. Look like it was the problem. The, 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 the struggle is between the serpent and the woman rather than the serpent and Adam. See, it looked like it was between the serpent and the woman also. Because the woman said, the serpent beguiled me. It didn't come and beguile Adam, it beguiled the woman. So the fight is between the serpent and the woman. And God said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. He said, I will put enmity between thee and the Adam, the man. No, it's between thee and the woman. Let me read it again. I will put enmity between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed. Well, it is actually prophetic. But however, it's, it has a connotation. That it is actually the seed of the woman. That God was talking about. God already knew that he is going to bring the Messiah through the seed of the woman. And not through the seed of Adam. Because God himself is going to come in form of human being. That's why he was saying through a woman. God himself from heaven. The Lord from heaven says is going to come to redeem mankind. But it's going to come through a woman. That's why he call it the seed of the woman. And not the seed of Adam. No, it's the seed of the woman. Because he himself will be, the, be that seed. God himself will be that seed as we come through a woman to destroy the serpent. Not, not the physical animal called serpent. It is Satan. And let's look at it where that was fulfilled. When the Lord Jesus Christ came, you see here that the Bible says Christ has destroyed the devil. In Hebrew, in the gospel, of, in, the, in the letter of Hebrew chapter 2, 
I'm pointing some things out to you, but it may be a little bit too deep for some of you, but I know that the Lord will open your understanding to see that the Lord Jesus Christ we are following is the Lord of all. And if you are not following him, you better come and follow Jesus. Because Mohammedanism, Islam, or any other false religion will not lead you to heaven. They were all the traps, the traps the devil put upon the earth to make people avoid going to heaven, to make people not follow Jesus. But the truth will set you free. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, I am the truth. And the life, Jesus Christ is the truth. Now in, in Hebrews chapter 2, here is what the Bible said that Jesus Christ has destroyed him that touched the power of death. That is the devil. Verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, talking about the Lord God from heaven, that I mentioned in Genesis chapter 3, that he prophesied that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. And he himself will be that seed of the woman because he's going to come from heaven himself and enter a woman and be a woman be like us as the Messiah. And that's what Apostle Paul in this letter of Hebrews was referring to when he said, The children, who are the children? We human beings are partakers of flesh and blood. He also himself likewise took part of the same. That he also took on flesh and blood. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Listen to that again. That is Christ through death he destroyed him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Which means Christ destroyed the devil. That is what the Bible was prophesying in the book of Genesis chapter 3 that we read. That the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. He also said the serpent also will bruise the heel. What is the heel? The f- at the bottom of the feet. You bruise the heel. And you see what does that really mean? It's prophesying that he will allow the devil to persecute the followers of Jesus Christ. Because we are the body of Christ. Christ is the head and the old church of God, the church of Jesus Christ is the body. Which means at the end of the world, which is the feet part, at the feet end of the world, which is at the feet of the church, the end of the world is the feet. That is where the devil will persecute and will be bruising the heel, those who are the following Christ. And you see that in the book of Revelation, when he said he went against those who are keeping the commandment of God and having the testimony of Jesus, the devil went against them in persecution. Now, that is where God permitted that the serpent will bruise the heel of the, of the seed of the woman. And that seed of the woman is God himself as the head and the church as the body. So I say we are walking through a movie that has been pre-recorded. So what God is telling us is that now you you do well to believe and to come to Jesus Christ and be saved and accept his restoration so that you can be partakers of this inheritance of we that are being redeemed and going to be restored to that immortality that Adam lost. In the garden and let me begin to tell about this redemption and the plan of that redemption that God was fulfilling in Christ let me first start by telling what the Daniel what the angels spoke to Daniel in Daniel chapter 9 which were all fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ Daniel prayed and prayed and prayed concerning Israel he was talking about Israel Jerusalem because that was where he came from but God was going to reveal to him to Daniel which is actually revealing to the human race through Daniel, the plan of God, through the Messiah who will come through Israel, 
There is actually the Messiah, it's not just the Messiah for Israel, it's the Messiah for the whole world. Like he was saying in the book of Genesis, the seed of the woman will come and bruise the head of the serpent. He was already having in mind how it's going to come. It's going to come through the line of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. God has to have a stepping stone. So he has the plan to come through the line of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. But through Abraham, the whole world shall be blessed. It's what they have promised. You see, the Jews that were followed that did not believe Jesus Christ, they had problems with that because they were, their theology were twisted. But before that, before Christ came, and so they were all in 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 this in disagreement with Apostle Paul that he was preaching to the Gentiles. They thought they should not be preaching to the Gentiles. But anyway, those are all side effects of what was going on. But God planned it from the beginning, and the angel revealed it to Daniel in Daniel chapter nine, and this is what the angel was telling Daniel in 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 a, in the form of a code. Telling Daniel that there are 70 ways that are determined in verse 24 of Daniel chapter 9. The angel was talking to Daniel and said, from verse 23, Daniel said, at the beginning of that, uh, the angel said, I am come now to give this kid an understanding, oh Daniel. He said, at the beginning of thy supplication, and the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved, be therefore understand the matter, and consider the vision. And this is the vision that is going to tell him. 70 weeks. Now, those 70 weeks are prophetic weeks. They are symbolizing something. Which I may not give you the... Many, many prophets, many preachers have given meaning of that 70 weeks. And many generally agree on the same thing. That each week is representing a day for a year. It will be like 70, 70 years for a week. And when you multiply 70... It was in the four and something years, and then the one week was postponed, and all those things were all in prophetic interpretation. But let me tell you what he said will happen in those 70 weeks. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression. Now, take note of that to finish the transgression. How many were finishing transgression? Where they have been seeing transgression in Israel all along, they say they are going to have to finish that transgression. What do you mean by finishing transgression? They have to do the, the biggest of all. What will be the biggest transgression of all? They kill the Messiah. That will be the biggest transgression. Oh, they committed adultery. Oh, they went and worshipped idols. Yeah, they were worshipping other gods that made them to be driven away from the land in the days of Nebuchadnezzar. And they were all taken to Babylon. Then they were restored from, from Babylon back to the land. And the angel is saying they are going to have to finish the transgression. But he said within the 70 weeks they will finish the transgression. So what will be the greatest transgression? Well, let's see the greatest transgression. If God himself come down as a woman, man, you kill him. Well, that will be the greatest transgression of all. Transgression of all. And also. So he said to finish the transgression. And to make an end of sins, there is a purpose for this. God said this thing has been pre-recorded before the foundation of the world. We are walking through a movie. Now he said there will be making an end of sins. Now I will point to you that all of this were fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is making an end of sins is that redemption that is given to us being born again. Born again experience that he said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He's making an end of sin in our individual lives. Is there anyone that because that is in Christ become a new creature? All things are passed away and all things become new. So an end of sins is an end of 
of, of the sinful nature of mankind. And that is what the angel was prophesying will be fulfilled with all these things. But everything is wrapped up in the Messiah being crucified and being sacrificed for mankind, atonement for sin for the human race. It is fulfilled in the Messiah. And you see that prophesied in this Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. I'm pointing out what the angel says. He says, to finish the transgression is the first one, to make an end of sins, which is the sacrifice for sin. Also. And then he said, to make reconciliation for iniquity. So I mean, what is my reconciliation for iniquity? That is, the Bible says, Christ, God was in Christ reconciling men unto himself. God was in Christ reconciling men unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Look at that in second letter of Paul to, in Second Corinthians chapter 5. In the book of Second Corinthians chapter 5, God was in Christ Jesus reconciling men unto himself. That is in uh, verse 18. And you see everything that Apostle Paul was revealing to us in the book of to the letters of Apostle Paul to the Corinthians, to the Ephesians. is actually from revelation that God gave to him from all these Old Testament prophets that have written down. Like I said, these things were recorded before the foundation of the world. At the right time, God revealed it to his prophets. And when the Messiah came at the right time, he started revealing to our apostles what the plan is uh, so that they could understand the plan of God and that's why they were preaching it and we that believe it we are telling you also in verse 17 of 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 this is where Apostle Paul said if any man be in Christ that is if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things have become new so that is the born again experience when you come to Christ and you are born again verse 18 said and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19 is what I'm going to to it that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. You see, it's not just reconciling the Jews, you know, reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So God is reconciling humanity back to himself. So you that is listening to me, it is only through Jesus Christ, God is reconciling humanity back to himself. So if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to repent quickly and accept Jesus and be reconciled to God so that you can be a partaker of this restoration back to the Adamic Garden of Eden, back to the immortality that Adam lost. Remember that. Back to the immortality that Adam lost. So, as you will see, he said God was reconciling the world unto himself. And that was what the angel was prophesying to Daniel in Daniel chapter 9 verse 24 that I was reading. Where he said there will be a reconciliation in that same 70 weeks. Will be reconciliation for iniquity. And then he said to bring in everlasting righteousness. See, wow, God is going to bring in everlasting righteousness. When people are turned from sin to saints, we become saints of God. He is making us, ever, giving us everlasting righteousness. Because our righteousness is not our own. It is God's own righteousness imparted into us. Say, their righteousness is of me, said God. He is bringing in everlasting righteousness so that we cannot sin anymore. That is what God is planned for the sons of men. That he is making anew. He is making us a new creature. That cannot sin anymore. You see where Adam that he created afresh from the dust sinned. 
But God is saying this time He is bringing in everlasting righteousness. That is, He is going to renovate, renew these people and they will not be able to sin anymore. Everlasting. So you can see that the plan of God is powerful and is eternal through the Lord Jesus Christ. And see how is God fulfilling that everlasting righteousness? By being given us the Holy Spirit that is taking over our lives. The Holy Spirit taking over our life. And that is what He is planning. And He is not completed yet. He says He is bringing us from glory unto glory unto the image of His Son. We have to come to that, the fullness of the stature of Christ. That is the everlasting righteousness. That the Father, He says, I am my Father, I want. We will become one with the Father and we cannot sin ever. Why? Because the angel prophesied it to bring in everlasting righteousness for these people. Not just the people think it is for Jews. No, this is for the people that is redeeming. And we are asking you that you listen to me. If you are not one of us, you are not a believer, believer in Christ, come be redeemed back to God. Be reconciled to God right now because you can receive of that everlasting righteousness that God is bringing to the saints of the Most High God, the believers in Christ Jesus. And the last thing the angel said will be done is to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. So, those are all the things that are fulfilled in the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when Christ came, He said, unless you believe that I am He, that is the one that was to come to do this thing, He said, you will die in your sins. And if they die in their sins, they are lost. Because it is only through Jesus Christ that we are being redeemed. Through the Jesus Christ, we are being re, 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 renewed, become a new creature. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, is bringing us the everlasting righteousness. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, is bringing us the reconciliation for iniquity. God reconciling men to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. And he has also given us this ministry of reconciliation so that we can tell people, come and be reconciled to God. Making an end of sins, that is a new nature is creating in us. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. If you receive Jesus Christ, he gave you this power, the new born again experience, to become sons of God. So that you are now a new creature in Christ Jesus. That is making an end of sins. Now the finishing of the transgression I have already mentioned. That that was killing the Messiah. God from heaven. Being killed or not. That is the greatest of transgression. And that's why the angel said. To finish the transgression. Is one of the things that must be accomplished in that 70 weeks. But it is to bring in everlasting righteousness. Which God actually planned for mankind. And you do well to believe. And to come and be a partaker of this, of this divine nature that Christ has brought us through. And let me read Luke chapter 21. I'll go up to Luke chapter 21 because Christ is saying, when you begin to see all those things, redemption is near. The redemption that we are talking about now is the completion of this thing, the redemption of our body. Romans chapter 8, verse 23. Apostle Paul mentioned the redemption of our body. Because this thing, like I said, God said, I will restore. It takes gradual, gradual, gradual changes for humanity to come to degradation. And God is going to restore us gradually also. First, He makes us a new creature in Christ Jesus. Then He gave us power over sicknesses and diseases. And in the end, we are going to, we have authority over death and, and things. And then we are changing from glory unto glory, unto the image of the Son of God. So it was also gradual change that God is doing to make it everlasting righteousness. In the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 23, 
Apostle Paul wrote here that we know that the old, from verse 22, we know that the whole creation groaneth and traveled in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Now, he's talking about in their generation up to now, where all of us are waiting for the redemption of our body. Now, we have been redeemed, our soul has been redeemed, our spirit has been redeemed. That's when we are no more sinners. Because the spirit is the one that is making a new creature. So that all things are passed away, the Adamic sinful nature is completely destroyed. And a new creation in us is the spirit in us that God has made a new creature in us. We are born again. Now, our physical body has not been redeemed yet. That is why we have to crucify the flesh. We have to die to self. That is why the spirit has to rule over the physical body. He said that you have to put down, you have to mortify the deeds of the flesh. Now, he said we are waiting for the redemption of our body. Because when our body is redeemed, there will be no more diseases and no more sicknesses can latch upon us. And then the death also will be neutralized. The aging process will be cancelled. Because that is the redemption of our body. And Apostle Paul is alluding to it and saying, even we that have got the Holy Ghost in that generation, say we are waiting, groaning for the redemption of our body. Because you can remember Apostle Paul says, he saw, uh, and, uh, uh, a tongue in his flesh was bothering him. And people assume he's talking about some physical ailment that he may have in his eyes and so on. But whatever it is, it's a tongue in the flesh that is still bothering him. Which means the body has not been redeemed. And some of sometimes he said he left another brother sick in a place. Which means the old man body, even though we have been born again, we still are afflicted occasionally with all of those diseases. We have to be battling those things with prayer by laying our hand upon the sick. And that is because the body has not been redeemed, fully redeemed yet. But now he said we are waiting, groaning for that redemption of our body. However, our spirit has been redeemed in Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 7, we see that through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are redeemed. Our spirit has been redeemed. Let me read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 and verse 14. And you listen to this. In whom, in Christ, we have redemption. What redemption are we talking about? Is it, it, the, the package is already delivered. It may be, it may be it's gradual. We have, been, we have received the spiritual redemption. Redemption for our spirit. But it is in Christ. We have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. So it is a it's a down payment. We call it in another place the earnest of our inheritance. Earnest, the down payment of our redemption is the Holy Ghost that has been given to us. It's a harness of our inheritance. However, the full redemption will include the physical body being redeemed from sicknesses and death and everything. And that is part of the package of God that is going to complete. And it's restored. Like I said, I will restore. When God says I will restore, it may not take one day. It may be gradual, but God says I will restore. Think of when, when the devil afflicted Job in the book of Job. Do you know how many years that took Job to fall sick after he lost his children? And then he fell sick after many, many, many months, many years. But God restored him. Or oh, he may get well one day. But gradual restoration. He gets all the cattle, that new cattle. 
and it became multimillionaire again. That's restoration. It's a gradual restoration. The same way is how God restores things. God said, I will restore. So when God is done, He's going to begin to restore. He's going to restore us. He first restore us back to perfect holiness with Him so that we are no more sinners. Redemption of our spirit. Gradually, our mind is being renewed so that we think like Him. We act like Him. Then our body will be redeemed so that we have that new body that can never be corrupted, can never be a disease so that we have immortality. When we are restored fully, our body will be restored. And that is what Christ promised. Christ has redeemed us from the, from the cause of the Lord. That means all those diseases and sicknesses should not be afflicting us anymore. Christ has abolished death and he has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So immortality is being revealed and we are preaching it to every one of us. That we may know that Christ has given us this authority. We have to begin to use it though. And claim our right and believe in this redemption of our body that Christ has promised to bring to us and we claim it and begin to expect our body to to resist all that the enemy is throwing at us because it is faith comes by hearing and faith is expectation Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14 also said verse 13 you know you also in Christ we are you also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also after that ye believe ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the, until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. We have the earnest of our inheritance, which is the sealing by the Holy Spirit, is a down payment of what God planned to do for us. The down payment of it is the Holy Spirit being given to saints, believers. Until the redemption of that purchased possession. God has purchased us and is going to redeem us back to immortality that Adam lost. But he gave us a down payment, the Holy Spirit, as an earnest of that inheritance. So that when we have the Holy Ghost, we are sure that yes, this is a proof that we are inheriting that immortality back. We are inheriting that paradise of God that Adam lost. We are inheriting it. This is the deposit that he has given to us through the Holy Spirit. Again, in Hebrew, chapter 9, verse 12, where I'm going to wrap it up. Hebrew, chapter 9, verse 12. Talking about Christ also, that he has brought to us eternal redemption. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 from verse 11 says but Christ being come Christ being come an high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is to say not of this building neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us eternal redemption you know the angel said everlasting righteousness is what will be accomplished in these 70 weeks god is saying eternal redemption is what christ has purchased for us eternally that is we are redeemed eternally everlasting righteousness is what christ has brought and that is why it's taking a process to get us to that fullness of the stature of christ a process so that we will be perfect say gold when you want to purify gold you have to take gold through a process of purification through fire 
and then the gold will come up a pure gold that cannot be contaminated and that is what God meant by everlasting righteousness that's why we have to be patient with him that is why we have to hold on with Christ and that is why we have to believe and have the long suffering of Christ and don't run off and say well this thing is taking too long and you jump off the boat many people are, are bailing out when they should be standing here and standing firm don't bail out of the boat stand firm and believe and trust the Lord Jesus Christ that he has started this work in our lives he will complete it Father we thank you Lord that you are working and working us to bring us from glory unto glory unto the image of the Son of God say from glory to glory is changing us unto the image of the Son of God Thank you, Father. We just pray that everyone that is listening to this message, they will believe it and they will begin to yield to the Holy Spirit that is working this work in us so that we can all arrive at your feet at the fullness of the stature of Christ in the end. And you that is listening to me, if you are not a believer, come and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. Ask Him to come into your heart. Just say, Jesus, I believe your word. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come and live inside me and make me a new creature. In Christ Jesus, I accept you and I repent for my sins. Wash me with your blood and fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior today and that you died and rose again for me. Thank you, Jesus. That is it, friend. And the Lord Jesus Christ has heard you. Now you begin to read your Bible and write to us, which are sending some more exhortation. Gospel Distribution Post Service Box 71027 Phoenix, Arizona 85050 USA. On internet, gospeldistribution.org. God bless you.